part of Double P Media. DoublePmedia.com Spoiler alert, when this podcast talks about the books of his dark materials, it does so in the context of the most recent book. And when it talks about the television show on the BBC and HBO, it does so in the context of the most recent episode. You've been warned. The Dust. Hey there, welcome to a surprise edition of The Dust. This is our primer episode, and I don't know how often I'll be able to do this. I just happened to have the day off of my hospital clinicals today, so I was able to hop on here and record some quick thoughts. We'll call it a primer because here in the U.S., we have not seen the most recent episode of His Dark Materials, Season 1, Episode 2, titled to be announced on our Wednesday podcast. I don't want to spoil anything even though the titles are readily available uh, out there on the internet if you're into that kind of thing. You can look it up for yourself. On the other hand, I feel like when I can, I want to come on before a new episode airs and look at some of the things from the prior week that we might look forward to in the next week. Most of it will be haphazard guessing, (laughs) to be perfectly honest, and Some of it, our UK listeners may be screaming and throwing their iPhones or whatever they're listening to this podcast on down in disgust because I'm so far off, Uh, and I apologize for that. We'll give you a complete analysis of the episode story and music on Wednesdays, which reminds me, if you have any feedback regarding an episode that you see of His Dark Materials, no matter whether you see it on Sunday nights in the UK or if you're seeing it in Monday nights on HBO, feel free to contact the podcast. You can tweet to at the Dust Podcast. That's me, double M, Matt Murdick. Hi, nice to meet you if you're listening to me for the first time. You can also email the podcast. That's dustpodcast at gmail.com, D-U-S-T podcast at gmail.com. Or you can also email Matt's audio blog at gmail.com. That's M-A-T-T-S audio blog at gmail.com. Matt's audio blog.com is your one-stop shop for this podcast. Also for the Game of Thrones podcast that we did. Any of the back episodes of any of the podcasts are available to you through links or on the website itself. The deadline for your feedback, be it thoughts, be it we like to do a segment called Three Words where you try to describe the episode in three words, anything that you want to say about a particular episode that you've seen, we need your feedback by 5 p.m. Pacific time on the Tuesday after an episode airs. We record on Tuesday nights and we definitely want to hear from you. We want this to be a listener active podcast. We want to hear your thoughts I digress. I'm just sitting here rambling about how you can contact the podcast. One other thing, you can find all of the podcast app links at the website as well. Again, that's mattsaudioblog.com, M-A-T-T-S audioblog.com. Please, please, please subscribe on whatever podcast app you're using. Leave us a written review if it allows and definitely give us star ratings. That helps us stay more noticeable among the other his Dark Material podcasts that are out there. If you like this one, 
One thing that distinguishes this podcast, of course, is I look at the music as composed by Mr. Lorne Balfe, who's been very gracious. In fact, you should follow him on Twitter. It's just at Lorne Balfe on Twitter, L-O-R-N-E-B-A-L-F-E. Follow him because he's very open with fans. He often answers questions. He also previews music that is on the His Dark Materials soundtrack, either through videos of the orchestra recording it, or sometimes he publishes the, the sheet music, or you can get gives pictures of the sheet music so that you can easily sit down and, and look at it and watch it as you're listening to the music. And I'm not certain if this one is going to be part of the episode or not, but he just recently did a really nice score version of a piece called The Life of Roger Parslow. And Roger, of course, is Lyra's little friend. So we want, might want to look at that in the podcast on Wednesday. I'm just going to have to wait and see what music is in it before I can tell you what we're going to be analyzing. So I'll try and announce that on Twitter again at the Dust Podcast. And back to my original point, this is a primer episode. We want to get you ready for season one, episode two of his dark materials here in the U.S. So let's take a look back at season one, episode one, Lyra's Jordan, and see what particular points worked, didn't work, and what it might mean moving forward. Questions. So the first thing that I want to address is how was this first episode received? Kind of in a broad, general kind of sense. Uh, Obviously in the UK, the series had a great, successful premiere. It did better than any show had done, I guess, on BBC One since like seven years ago or something like that. So there's a lot of fans that are looking forward to seeing the realization in the television form of Philip Pullman's books, or they're just interested in the series in general because this is considered a family show, especially uh, by the BBC. And I think we should consider it that same way here in the U.S. as well, even though on HBO, you tend to think, well, it's going to be more like adult kind of stories. And I think that that was kind of a a trippy thing for some viewers who might have gone in expecting some kind of heavy issues like, say, the episodes of Watchmen that are coming out on HBO on Sunday nights. This particular series does go into some deeper issues that adults will pick up on, but they're trying not to hit us over the head with it, I don't think, just so that we adults know what's going on while we're still not ruining it uh, for the children with a bunch of stuff. But if you heard the whole bit about Lord Asriel and the way he's kind of making a stance against this magisterium, um, this is the deeper-seated conflict, I think, that will be more appealing to adults as the series continues. And it's not something that has to have the huge focus that I think a lot of book fans really want, but it does need to be addressed. And I think that it will be. So I think that a lot of people were thrown off just by the fact that this is an alternate world. And the whole idea of having 
your soul being outside of your body in the realization of an animal and the fact that we looked very heavily upon the idea of how an animal is mutable that animal that demon is mutable when you're a child and just as is life when we're children we're formulating our own experiences and we are still quite mutable but eventually you get to a certain point in adulthood where you kind of know who you are and that's when a particular demon for people in this world settles as for the cgi of it i did hear some commenters about that there was a lot of speculation as to how good these animals would look or how bad these animals would look i personally uh am not bothered too much by it but you have to remember that this is bad wolf television also that's producing this for the bbc and yes they have a lot of extra money being infused into this one perhaps the most expensive television series produced um by bad wolf for certain um but these are also the people who made you doctor who and if you remember some of those uh, CGI creatures in Doctor Who, um, sometimes it, there was a little bit of a fail. It's a really tough needle to thread because, uh, and I, I like the idea, there's lots of specials on the BBC w website where you can see how they went about creating these animals, using puppets to kind of create the motion and everything like that. And then, of course, uh, going back with computers and, and animating the animal specifically but there's something even more important i feel that a lot of people because they were too busy concentrating on the animals or whatever that they missed and maybe they missed it because they thought oh well they're look at all the stuff that they're telling us up front look at look at this whole five six sentence thing that we're given uh as a way to kind of jump start you into the world I personally didn't mind that. I could see why it would bother some people. But there was a key phrase in there that I think is very important for us to keep in mind going forward from here. And that is that the bond between humans and demon is considered, quote, sacred. What does that mean? Where is the borderline that delineates that marking of sacred? When you, when you cross the line, what are you doing? And this is an important thing to understand how humans behave. And about some of our characters' own psyches, I think, as we go forward. That's very important. And uh, what kind of sacrifice is giving up that being sacred what does that mean? What does that mean for a person? What does it mean for the demon? These kinds of things I think are very important. As well as I previously mentioned, this whole delineation between there is this somewhat dominating, well, flat out dominating sort of religion that is overseeing everything. And we heard the concept of scholastic sanctuary the fact that these scholars in the pursuit of what we would call science may be in violation of some of these this magisterium's teachings and so those people have to do this kind of dangerous tightrope walking in between what is 
acceptable as science and what is acceptable as faith. These are pretty big struggles that I feel like in the course of just trying to introduce everybody to everybody, the show didn't really do a great job at. Things kind of got lost. What I'm hoping is that we had to establish a lot of characters. We had to establish a whole lot of things going on and just establish the world itself quite a bit in that first episode. Monumental task because it is a completely different place than the earth or the world that we know. And because of that, now that we have that kind of bulk of stuff out of the way, hopefully we can get back to um, exploring some of these other topics a little more in depth than where we were before. Because it is an awful lot of stuff to throw at you. One of the things that I felt like Game of Thrones did really well For those who hadn't read the books, I was one of them when I I didn't start reading the books until after season one of Game of Thrones. And one of the things that I felt like HBO and, and Dave and Dan did really well there was they established the world without overwhelming you with it. And I feel like that maybe Mr. Thorne might have just overwhelmed people a little bit to the point where nothing really registered. But now he has, I feel like, a chance to go back and fill in some of those gaps. And that's what I'm hoping we get in this particular future episode. There is the question of Roger. Where is he exactly? And how will Lyra find him? What will Lyra do to try and find him? What will she be allowed to do? to try and find him. These are all questions that we're getting ready for in this next particular episode. And again, this is just a really brief overview of what we're looking forward to. But once you see the episode tonight, my U.S. listeners, or if you already saw the episode in the U.K. last night, please, once again, feel free to email us, dustpodcast at gmail.com, or Matt's audio blog at gmail.com, M A T T S audio blog at gmail.com, or tweet to at the dust podcast on Twitter, or you can just go to Matt's There's a contact form there, which the emails or whatever you just type into the contact form and hit send, and we will get those. We want to share your thoughts as you experience his dark materials this season. Remember, we need your feedback if we're going to include it in our Wednesday podcast. We need it by 5 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesdays. That's your deadline, and we can count on you to meet that deadline, I'm betting. So thank you so much in advance for your feedback. I will be with Holly at very least on the Wednesday podcast. I am uncertain if Catfish will join us. I hope he does. He did such a great job. They both did such a fantastic job on the podcast last week where all I could do was do my musical segment. We will have your three words describing the episode in three words. Any feedback that you include will be included in that Wednesday podcast. Again, get it to us by 5 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesdays in order to be included. And looking forward to this next episode. Hope you enjoy it too. Talk to you on Wednesday. Tweet at the Dust Podcast, email dustpodcast at gmail.com, and find all info at mattsaudioblog.com. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts.
part of Double P Media. Double P Media.com.